Pod, Alphabet Theater Podcast. I am your host, Davey Gravy. Along with me, I have John Gaffer. Hello. Ryan Ryder. Hello. And Billy Bestboy. Hello. And this week, we are reviewing the movie Gattaca, or Minority Report 2. <laughs> I was thinking that it was kind of like a, a more boring Minority Report when I was watching it. Like, it's just a less... Like, if Minority Report was slightly less science fiction in all the ways that are cool. A lot less science fiction. Yeah. Okay. Minority Report had some... Yeah. I mean, the I premise... like that was pretty sci-fi. They both take... They both yeah, have... We're not reviewing... <laughs> right. What I'm saying is Gattaca's not super sci-fi. It has a science fiction-based premise. There's one yeah. thing yeah. major, but well, everything else is pretty... And, I mean, space travel There's two things major. Science fiction. There's the flying to Titan, and then yeah. there's the sequencing of... Okay. Fine. Yeah. Sure. Or faking of human. Sure. But their everything. cell phones and their watches were ancient. That's true. Were they? You, yeah, there was only the police one. were competent, so you know it's not real. Competent. There was so I don't so, know if they were ancient as much as there was an aesthetic because they also had like 1950s cars yeah, that were like electric. Weird, I guess that's true. And all the cars were it electric. Was, it was like was, a dystopian yeah. thing or something. Yes. Like, not not necessarily the future. Definitely dystopian. Yeah. Dystopian. Anyway, our movie opens up with two quotes. Um, I did not write them both down, but I did write one of them because I thought it was fairly decent. Uh, I not only think that we will tamper with Mother Nature, I think Mother wants us to. Willard Galen. And I thought that was a pretty cool quote because that sounds like some Dr. Strange love type crap. <laughs> yeah. If yeah, you will. Yeah. The, the preceding quote from, I think, was just straight out of the Bible, yeah. wasn't it? And it was about... Uh, how basically the the hubris of man to how how dare you to to try to affect the creation of God, I think so they were just like opposing, almost viewpoints. opposing viewpoints, opposing ideologies. Yeah. yeah, yeah, setting up the the greater thrust of the movie, which is about weeding out imperfections through genetic modification. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we start our movie off where we uh we see Jerome. We don't hear his name yet. Right. Um, he is Ethan Hawke from Training Day. <laughs> I say that because I refer to him as Training Day a lot. Okay, in your notes you got yeah. done as just yeah. Training Day. That's yeah. reasonable. <laughs> it's easier than figuring out the Vincent Jerome situation because yes. my notes are a little muddled based so on how we're introduced. All that. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, he's cleaning himself up and then he immediately starts a fire in his shower, which... <laughs> yeah. I thought it was weird. I'm like, there's some, <laughs> you don't there's some sci-fi. There. No. <laughs> oh, right, yeah, because they don't really, like, they just drop you into it. Like, Yeah, and, you don't know why and yet. he's, like, scraping his body and then yeah. in this, like, UV light type deal. Yes, and he's filling his fake fingerprint full of blood and yeah. strapping. So I have a question that I, maybe is more pertinent later in the movie, but it comes up first here when he's strapping the fake urine to his leg. Mm-hmm. What's What am I supposed to believe? In that situation, like when he goes to do the substance tests and the, they make a point of the doctor. Actually, they, this is a plot point later in the movie about how the doctor is like admiring his dong. Yeah. And yeah, says like, oh, that's a, it's like he yeah. specifically Which refers to it as. ordered me one like that. Yeah. He's like, uh, uh, it's a nice piece of equipment you got there. Yeah. But if he's trying to fake the drug test with the fake urine, how is he 
What is the? What am I supposed? You want to know? Yeah, is it a catheter? I'm. I think he. So it's strapped to his thigh, and there's a needle that he puts in his dick. I don't like this. And that's and then that. So it looks like it's just coming out. I feel like you would see that. Not if he's. I mean, not if he's holding it. Puts on a fake schlong. (laughs) I I would hope that it's a fake schlong over top, but. I don't have an opinion on this. I'll, I feel I'll like be honest. In my head, I was just imagining he like just had it well hidden under, like a, like a, a hose, like a yeah. Because you see him use it, the hose part and if he, later yeah. in the movie when he's testing all the when they first when he first meets uh, the real Jerome. Yeah, and if it's a thin enough pipe and he has it underneath. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I'm sorry to like to steer the podcast in this direction, but it bothered me because no, I, I didn't understand. I thought about it while it was happening. I was like, it. I think it. Like, I think it has to be a needle into. His, oh my like, god! I think it has to be. That sounds like a bad sign, man. Okay, well then that upsets me. That makes further thing. And if that's the truth, then things later in the movie are more upsetting. But uh, I guess we'll get to more that. More upsetting than that. It's more upsetting because of that. Oh, okay. <laughs> so anyway, moving right along, um, immediately after that, we find training day at work, and he's cleaning his keyboard. Very um, thoroughly. Well, very thoroughly. I think he uses an air duster, and he wipes it down. Yes. Yeah, they call him Hoovers a few times yeah. later in the movie. They call the cops Hoovers. Oh, they call yeah, the they, cops they're like Jay Agra Hoovers. Yeah. I wasn't sure yeah. if they were referring... Thing. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't yeah. sure if they were referring to the fact that they're sweeping everything for genetic material. I think it's called it's both, Hoovers yeah. because it, it of that. But also, yeah, like Jay Agra. But no, yeah. he, they never called him Hoover. That'd be yeah, funny. no, they were referring to the police, I think. Yeah. He, he was just cleaning out. No, 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 yeah, I just meant Because like he doesn't want to leave any of his... Yes, and then he was intentionally planting right. real Jerome's. Which meant yeah. that worked material. way too good. Like, so, he uh, he leaves a hair in the comb. Yes. And he oh, yes. puts, like, some skin follicles in his keyboard. Which is yeah. weird to me because uh, the guy says that he's super clean. And I assume people see him do this every day. So if anyone ever gets those things, wouldn't they be like, wait, but he cleans this all the time. How? Why is this here? There's some yeah. DNA that you're just not going to be able to get out of the keyboard. I, I mean, but he does. Right? Like, if well, he, he, I mean, or he believes actually, he does, though. I mean, he's actually, so I don't know, because we're <clears throat> led to believe that he's very clean, but also, like, he's very obviously leaving a lot of genetic material around. Like, the whole mm-hmm. the whole problem in the movie, the whole crux of the issue is, like, because he leaves a fingerprint someplace it isn't supposed to be, and they suspect him for the murder. Well, he never leaves a fingerprint. Or is it? Oh, I'm sorry, an eyelash. Listen, this whole movie, this whole movie doesn't exist if they have security cameras. That's true. I actually believe the whole real issue and crux of this movie is what I call the Superman Clark Kent situation. Oh yeah, you're not wrong because that's goddamn ridiculous. But we'll get there. You're super not wrong about that. Anyway, so his boss comes up to him while he's doing all this work at his desk, and his boss is like, you know, you're really great. You're a model. employee specimen i think he refers to him at some point in time yeah and this is where we learn he's going to titan which is a super huge deal um and dna is hugely important i wrote because he's you know cleaning and replacing dna and this is this point in time this is my first viewing of the movie so i'm not yet aware of why 
he's doing right. All this I actually stuff. I actually wrote that down because I'm picking up like you know DNA is super important here. Apparently, Not I didn't even realize that it was skin <clears throat> follicles at first. I wrote down drugs because I thought I didn't realize what was happening. I was like, because <laughs> yeah. he's pouring it out of a vial, and it was just like these white flakes. I was right. like, what is this? I was also not sure what they were, but because the hair. I just I well, I thought he was like trying to frame who like trying to frame somebody for that's something. What I was thinking too. Like, yeah. he's gonna pull something off here, especially but... once we see the the thing, the other thing that happens in the office. Well, and it's also right after right after that conversation with his boss that we get the monologue from Ethan Hawke about how he's hit the Jerome. Well, he actually, he actually, I wrote um, Doc is cringy because that's what we did. Oh that yes, scene. yeah. And then my very oh. next note is, oh no, space monologue. <laughs> <laughs> See, I would think I would consider this movie closer to Ad Astra than... Oh my god, uh, I, I hate how much I thought about Ad Astra watching this I movie. so hard not to. Yeah. I didn't want to bring that back in here. That would have ruined this movie even it's worse fine. than it's certain fine. parts Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Alright, uh, Billy, what were you trying to say? Uh, no, that's that's yeah. what I was gonna say. It reminded me, like it reminds me of Ad Astra, actually. Right. Like it, it, yeah. it's just the whole everything. I think this is better than Ad Astra, and it never even leaves the planet. Yep. Agreed. Yeah, agreed. agreed. Easily. Right. And there are yeah. some huge flaws in it. Right. Still yeah, better yeah. than Ad Astra. I just right. like them both. I feel like so. Yeah, I mean, that's sure. fine. That's understandable. But I think Ad Astra at least like this movie this definitely movie. demands less of your time and wastes yeah. far fewer like right. far fewer minutes yeah, of my like life. Half, yeah, it was not a hard watch. And it, and like it, Ad Astra it like was. has pretty decent pacing too. Like yeah, it, yeah. like it was yeah. for a movie where very little actually happens. Like I, when I was waiting, I, I I don't know at what point I remembered. I think somebody had said either here or I had heard somewhere that like they never actually this movie does not go into space, and uh, I wasn't totally sold on that until it was like halfway through the movie. I was like, we're never getting into the Titan, are we? We're not going to space. Going this to is space. never going to be a space movie, is it? This is a romance now. What the hell? <laughs> I think yeah. they blew all no, their budget yeah. on the rocket launches, and they didn't have any. <laughs> they, didn't the they didn't look no, that they great. Did, they looked rough. So then we uh, we immediately get the twist where we find out that Jerome is not Jerome. Training Day is Jerome, by the way. <laughs> Training Day is actually somebody by the name of Vincent. Yeah. And we learn that uh, DNA very early in your life can tell your lifespan and how you die. And Vincent is told that he will die like at the age of 30 from heart failure. Right. 30.2 years. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's what they say. Um, and he has, well, he believed he was ill, so his father and mother go to the children engineering place because now they want a, <laughs> a superior child, apparently. Super messed yeah, up. Yeah, also when the, like, when the mom is going to name him Anton after the father, he's like, yeah. no, no, Vincent no, 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 Anton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. I, I didn't, uh, like, when they did that in the movie, I, I picked up on, like, I was like, okay, he just didn't want to name him that for whatever reason. And then later when they literally say outright, like, this is a child worthy of the his name, I was well, like, oh. That was yeah. in, you know. Vincent's yeah. opinion. He, right. It's yeah. a monologue. I mean, it's still, it monologue, it's still pretty yeah. close. To it didn't, it. Not only is it said but monologue, it's pretty though, but it's, it's shown. It, it, yeah, yeah, you it, see like, it. He, yeah. Well, he at the, when I watched the scene it, at the time, like where you see him, it's like, no, 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 Vin, uh, Vincent Anton. That's the, that's that's the name we're going to go with. Uh, I, it didn't occur to me, but then after you hear that and then you think about that scene retrospectively, it's like, okay, the the way that the actor sells that, that line of dialogue is obviously like, I don't think... That we should name him, you know, after me. I don't want my legacy to be attached to this broken yeah. child, essentially, is how a lot of people seem to view Vincent from there on out. Yeah. Like, yeah. his father goes as far as telling him straight up, you will only ever get to be... Like, you're basically 
consigned to being a janitor your whole mm-hmm. life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty rough. But see, I'm not so... I took that as kind of rough, too. But also in this society, maybe he was sort of trying to cushion the blow. Like, he didn't see it ever happening for him either. Nobody saw Vincent getting to his goal, which was to go into space, which mm-hmm. we learn, like, right around here. Right, yeah, he, he, he talks about it. He, yeah. I think ultimately, the, the, in that scene, the father was trying to, like, prevent Vincent from doing all this work, getting to Gattaca, and then being like, well, you would think, though, as somebody, like, if you wanted to be a more, like, if you were a supportive parent, you would maybe, like, try to steer them towards something like, because he's obviously very good at flight plans. There's, mm-hmm. like, he can do a lot of space-related work where he doesn't actually have to be an astronaut. And you could try to steer your child toward that instead of being like, you're a janitor, idiot, and you'll never be anything more than a janitor. Later you find out when you meet Uma Thurman's character, she has a heart condition and she'll never go to space, but she's sitting there, I gotta go like, do it. Still has a job, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I mean, would you want to do all of that work and not even get to go to space? I mean, it's better than he was a janitor at the well, same company. Well, yeah. And when yeah. he was a janitor, he actually said, even though he was as close as he'd ever been, he felt as far away as he could possibly be because of the position and the uh, job he was in there. But before that, um, we learn, you know, Anton and Vincent have this very adversarial relationship and um, they do this swimming challenge all the time as kids to see who could swim the furthest out. And Anton always wins. Like he always wins. Yeah, chicken, there you go, sorry. And on this one occasion, Anton actually doesn't win. Like he sinks and Vincent has to save him and bring him back. And in my notes, I wrote Anton fakes drowning to make uh, Vincent feel better. Don't think that was the case. But yeah, afterwards, I don't think it was the case either, which basically refutes this whole genetic superiority uh, idea. Uh, So that's what the movie is trying to do, I think. Well, yes. Like, even though he's born with all these things that should hold him back, he's still just as good as everybody else. Yeah, they're saying, like, the movie's trying to get across this point that regardless of what the science says and your genetics say you should be able to accomplish, the perseverance can carry you to, to do much more. But uh, the way that they actually explain the the swimming thing in the movie at the end is by Ethan Hawke's character literally saying, that's the secret! I never saved anything for the, for the trip back! I just kept going, like, implying that he just kept going but then he still swam back every time like yeah (laughs) your your brother who is physically dominant and does not have this problem where every time he has a high heart rate he struggles to breathe which we're shown vincent doing on (laughs) multiple occasions and then Mm -hmm. are supposed to believe that he can then carry his much larger brother back from where they swam their furthest point out to sea all the way back to shore and so be fine. I have some. I was thinking about this. So I've I've been a lifeguard and I've swam with a body that is like not conscious, right? You're you're not. If you just swam, like let's say they swam half a mile out, that's pretty reasonable, right? And then he gets exhausted. He has to save his brother. There's no way you're swimming half a mile back with a body, like without a life saving device. There's no way. There's yeah. no way. Yeah. Even, adrenaline even without even at full strength, without having swam there, even if you're just dropped in the water, unless you're like a professional rescue swimmer in the Coast Guard, there's no way. So hmm. like adrenaline wouldn't do anything for you in that situation. No. You're drowning. Uh, I mean, he's also, we're also told that he's half of his size. Like, he's literally, like, mass and height-wise is nowhere near his brother. And has this issue where anytime he does any physical activity, 
is nearly dying from not being able to catch his breath. It just to, is, like, it, I mean, maybe the current brought them in, you could say, like, and all he was really doing was keeping his brother afloat. I mean, I guess. That's possible. Yeah. But, like, most of the time when you're rescuing somebody, you're underwater. And you're just holding them up. Like, you're swimming with your head underwater. You bring your head up to breathe, and then you go back underwater. If you if you have no flotation device, that's where you're swimming, if you're rescuing someone. So. Yeah. So anyway, he rescues his brother and brings him back in. Um, and then we go to where he starts working as janitory service in uh, the space station, Gattaca. And he basically goodwill hunting this computer system <laughs> to do these codes. So that's how you know he's great at this stuff. Yeah, I said it. Goodwill hunting. <laughs> yeah, he like memorizes this book, he says at one point. While he's also doing the... uh, like setups with the book. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. It's a real, yeah, real thick. Book. That I thought that was after he moved book. out. Yeah. Is, it, is this? Is so it, after the drowning scene, he moves out. He like oh, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. He moves out. There's like this see, dramatic scene where he's leaving, and his brother's just watching him, and there's no there's no words, yeah, and he yeah. just kind of leaves. Also, I wanted to bring up because I just thought it was weird. There's a lot of weird scenes in this movie that I'm not sure that were necessary, despite the fact that it was already not very long. Like I didn't feel like they had to. They cut a lot. Uh the scene with the like him cutting his hand with the seashell and like trying to do like a blood brothers thing yeah so, i wrote that in my notes i like, think he was implying that, that he would need more blood so in that scene he was i think even at that age kind of going with this idea of maybe i could get some of that blood in my system i, I yes i agree uh, with and you he said i need oh, okay. more than a drop of it but he was starting that process yes i, think what he was I agree about. but it was, the scene itself was super yeah, weird it was super because weird. it's totally silent yeah. It's the one kid cutting his hand with a seashell, mm-hmm. and then it's a silent cut to handing the kid the other the see the other brother the seashell, and then he just drops it, runs into the ocean. Yeah, because well, that as like I guess Anton's like I'm too good, like I don't need to have a blood pack with you. You're not my equal. I guess uh, yeah, is what I, I guess. Well, also they were already. Although that doesn't. They are also technically blood, anyway. literally blood related. But, I mean, but they were also not technically supposed. Their parents didn't approve of them doing the chicken thing. They didn't mm-hmm. want them to be going that deep into the ocean. So already like if, if the kid came back with a cut on his hand like maybe he was just a you know, I guess but I would think if they the whole thing was like I'll do this and you won't do this the I'm just not gonna cut myself with a seashell thing is like an immediate you're the chicken man <laughs> yeah I guess but... I, I, it was just a very weird scene it, it seemed totally weird. unnecessary bottom line uh, they paint it as there's not an equal relationship yes. or even really yeah. a very close relationship between um, the two brothers they just seem to want to be at each other's throat or one thinks he's better than the other and then the the older brother's always chasing after him. Yeah, and Anton also seems like weirdly antagonistic for no reason. Like I forget there's a when he does pass out, the moment before that when they're about to go in the ocean, he says, "You know you'll never beat me." You're like, "You know you yeah. won't win." Like, yeah. "You can't do this. Stop. Don't even try." Yeah. I think it's society at that point is it, kind I of guess. pushing this. Well, because uh, the monologue during most of this process is also describing the world and like people specifically, like you're, you're resonating either, you're based either on valid or invalid. I get yeah. that, but like this family is kind of fucked, and I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. It's because like the parents and the brother. Like, understanding, like, how society is, they had a child like this and then chose to mistreat him. Like, they had, they conceived the child this way and then talked shit to him and raised their, his brother to be an asshole. Like, why wouldn't you try to raise a more compassionate child or, like, be more compassionate to the... clearly they weren't compassionate. I guess, like, yeah. They were also influenced by society norms and upset when they didn't get what they thought. 
it feels kind of egotistical of the father. Like, you know, I'll get a good one the first time around. We don't have to worry. Yeah, kind of. And then, like, he didn't, and he became a real jerk about it all. That could, yeah, that could definitely be it, I yeah. guess. It's just a weird, like, it's just a bad family, I think. Definitely too. bad family dynamics. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, so then he leaves, and then we uh, jump to meeting Tony Shalhoub. Well, yeah. does he have the job as the janitor at this point? Yeah. Yeah. So he starts working and starts working out. So like he becomes a janitor and also starts like physically training. And then yeah, you get a monologue where he's like, "No matter how hard I study or train, I'll never actually be able to do it without." And then you meet the shady guy that comes and like hooks him up. They also kind of sidestep how he met him uh, because they're like, "I didn't exactly look him up in the yellow pages." And then Tony Shalhoub's first question is, "How did you hear about me?" And his answer is, "People." (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely some back alley snake oil salesman type. And you, you find out, like, later that there are, like, there's a bunch of, when they're hunting for um, Vincent, they, like, go to that street where there's a bunch of, like, invalids hanging out, and they're, like, these are all these, like, unregistered invalids. So, yes. like, there's clearly places where these people hide. They treat it like a, like a homeless community or yeah. something, like a shanty town, and they're, like, why are we even searching here? It's just a, it's just a field of invalids. Which implies that yeah, there's like some disparity, and none of them can get work, and yeah. right, they're all like yeah, yeah. And this guy sets them; he sets him up with a a match of a a valid person who, for whatever reason, can no longer perform. Yeah, and here's here's where I start having my issue because immediately, um, Vincent says we don't even look alike. And Tony Shalhoub's like, nobody even looks at pictures anymore. Nobody cares. I'm like, all right, cool. I can buy that for now. I buy but that this as, better not come up later as an issue. I buy that as far as, like, <laughs> a person checking your ID at the airport. Like, if if you had that picture in your passport, and then you walked up, and it was Ethan Hawke and not Jude Law, and but they, they had the picture that he, they have of Jude Law in that in his, uh, whatever, his identity profile picture, yeah, his profile picture, and you're comparing it against what Ethan Hawke looks like, a TSA agent or somebody's going to look at that and be like, yeah, you're good, whatever. But if you work with that guy every day, it's a Clark Kent situation. If you work with that mm-hmm. dude, and then they're looking for somebody and it keeps coming up, and you have to keep comparing them, I feel like you would, it would be really hard to miss that. Yeah, I don't think people actually, for the, for the first half of the movie, until the situation that eventually happens, you really don't see that picture that often. Yeah, and like, I think it's, yeah. it's like that they, they try and like imply that the only thing, and like the interview, it, he just, he pisses in that thing and the guy's like, well, that your interview's done. Like, you You're tested, validated, I can see all and your... right d- now, I would like to bring up a point that is dumb, but why did that guy not say, You're in? Come on. Because the very next line of the movie, they're willing to use the word degenerate. But they won't say urine. Come on. Come on. Uh, I did like the the derogatory term borrowed ladder. Yeah, I do like borrowed ladder. I thought that was was probably the best part of the movie, actually. It's the most creative (laughs) element of the whole thing. Um, So, yes, then he links up with um, Jude Law. Jude Law, who's actually Jerome. Yes. Jerome Eugene. Because now he will go on being Eugene, right? And training day becomes Jerome, <laughs> and he's kind name, of a dick. His last name, yeah. oh yeah, and he's an alcoholic. Like, in my yeah. Next, yeah, my next bunch of notes are about him being a dick and an alcoholic. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, he's kind of a dick, and he's like, "Oh, look, I'm this genetically perfect individual, and I could only get second. 
like, what, what do you think you're going to do? You're, look at you. Yeah, like, and yeah. it's just like, <laughs> like, complete ass. I couldn't even be me, and I was made to be me. How are you going to be me? <laughs> Although, but, as you go on, you sort of learn that he's um, broken, because he's pissed off about what happened to him. Yeah. Like, he and, had high expectations, and then didn't hit him, and now he's just lashing out at this guy. Right. Like, because they become close. He had this, yeah. like, expectation of perfection. Like, he thought yeah. he was perfect. Everybody thought he was going to be perfect. He went second. His life just like crumbles before him. He jumps in front of him. you. Later, learn that he purposely jumped in front of a car to yeah. to, to kill himself, and it, and it yeah. didn't work. And then he's even more sad, essentially. Which is kind of like a dystopian horror, which I thought was cool. Like there is some esoteric horror in this movie that I think is interesting. His storyline would like I feel like I want to follow his storyline. It's way more interesting of a guy like the idea of a dude who is genetically engineered to be perfect at one specific thing and you put all your resources and all your time and all your energy into making this guy the best thing he can be there's also a bunch of different people doing the same thing with their children all like hey, we're going to genetically engineer. and it, at that point it's like everyone's perfect so one of these is going to be better than the other so it doesn't really matter that you're genetically engineered to be perfect for this thing yeah. there's a bunch of other people and RNG mm -hmm. says like you just didn't it just wasn't you right. so and like, like it's weird, like, that he's so upset at second, like, silver, right? Because, like, Michael Phelps didn't win everything, even though he has a bunch of golds. He has some silver and bronze yeah. golds, too. Like, he's even though, like, Michael Phelps is probably the perfect swimmer, like, he loses sometimes. It's just weird mm -hmm. that they, they, these kids are grown, like, never getting accustomed to losing anything yeah. as well. Like, well, yeah. It's sort of like... And I also think it's, like, right in the beginning period. Of, like, I don't know if this is 100% true, but the way I took it was that we were right in the the early stages of pe this becoming the norm. So where, like, people aren't really used to having to talk. Like, everyone's like, oh, this is going to be the thing. I'm going to have a perfect child who's going to be perfect at this. There's no reason to think yeah. that they won't excel and be the number one. And then, again, you have all these other people doing that, and that's the mm -hmm. that's the societal norm now. So it's like, oh, okay, you didn't really prepare him to have a plan B. Okay, uh, I don't know when's a good time to bring well, this up, but go ahead. I'm not even sure there was, like, a plan B situation. I feel like he was just left by society the moment he couldn't walk. Supersees that. Oh, yeah, that's for 100% yeah. sure. Yeah, because like, yeah. that's, that's kind of the point they make, is, like, if you're a valid and an accident happens to you, you sort of got to go underground because yeah. all of a sudden you're well, they less say, than perfect. Well, they now. say he's lucky that because he did it in another country and there's no record yeah, of it. Because had he been hit by a car in Michigan, apparently, which is, like, they said, they talk about this. They set this up in Detroit uh, early <laughs> on. Um, it would have, he would have been a totally different, he would have been one of the people in the shantytown. Yeah. Like, because. Yeah, it would have been reported on his record. Right. And you do, like, he does kind of hang out with those people because he gets, there's a scene where he's getting interviewed by a cop and he's sort of just randomly in the streets, like, rolling around in his wheelchair. I forget why. I think that's I don't, when they we'll start to we'll, we'll, we'll get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. Um, the thing I wanted to bring up is uh, the movie kind of uh, perpetuates that Ethan Hawke's character is excelling even when he shouldn't be, technically, yes. right? Yeah. And an argument could be made that the reason he's doing that is because society is telling him he can't, right? That extra push. Well, he is the X factor of a guy who needs it. Like, he doesn't right. just want the thing, right. and he hasn't just had everything set up in life for him to get it. He's a dude that that's all he cares about. That's his only motivation in life. What I'm saying is why isn't why isn't there still competition? Like if you're if you're number two once, like you could still now you want to push past that guy that why why is that uh like push to become more perfect? 
Why, why does that not happen if you have perfect genes? I think because you spend your whole life Believing expecting you're already, you're already going, mm-hmm. expecting to be, and it should just fall in line for like, you. Like from the day he was born till the day he took silver place, he thought he was the best at everything. And that there he was, never lost anything. There was no the scenario where he could lose. Whereas Ethan Hawke's character, Vincent, is told the whole time that he can't win. And his whole motivation is to prove people wrong and to get there. Right. So, like, that's the passion that is just not shared. But with, with Jerome, eventually, you know, he says he is second place. And he's just fine with being... He could not... He was never... He never grew up with the ability to cope with it. So, like, when he... Ha- when pr- faced with that reality, instead of gaining a passion to, to, to strive and become better, his reaction was, I'm a failure, alcoholism, self-pity. Because he doesn't have the coping mechanisms and almost certainly didn't have a support structure around him to tell him to be like, well, okay, failure, failure is natural and you need that to get better. Because they all expected him to be the best. Okay. Immediately. So then, basically, there's a potential for people naturally born to be better than genetically perfect people. Absolutely. It's just more unlikely. Yeah, I mean... It's probably even more just pushed under the carpet than unlikely. Like but they wouldn't they even don't be able let to compete. The invalids, like, yeah, exactly. They don't like, let the invalids near the in, in that so. swimming competition, there's eight people swimming and none of them are invalid. Exactly. Because before they went to that swimming competition, they pissed in a bottle and they tested all those people's urine. And if you're invalid, they just kick you out. Like yeah, they don't even compete. Don't even like they don't even yeah. get to compete. Like it, it wouldn't even matter. Like if you were an invalid and you wanted to be a swimmer, the only way you could be a swimmer is a, the latter thing. Like, I just think it's interesting because, as a society, they just that's a blanket statement. You kind right? of have to. You, 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 you have sort to of lie as get... as a viewer. You have to just believe that that's how the world. Well, because works. later we like, eventually see a classical pianist with a giant room full of people, and he's got twelve fingers. Yeah, on purpose. Yeah, is it on purpose? Yes. Yes, because they specifically like, they say, uh, "Well, they I make could, a point of." They're it. like, "Well, I could play it too if I had twelve fingers." Or like that piece can only be played. I yeah, think it's he's. This is a dude who was definitely born to play piano. They like his parents chose to have six fingers on each hand so that he could be a concert pianist. Yeah. It seems weird to me that society would be like, "Yeah, this guy with twelve fingers, he's not invalid." Well, because well, there's a lot of reasons that seem yeah. weird to me, but I kept thinking this movie was made in the 90s. Mm-hmm. So it's like the technology they thought we'd have back then isn't necessarily what we think we'd have now. Does that make sense? Yeah. Also, having extra fingers, I don't think, is a detraction. Like, if people don't see that in a, in a society full of genetically, mono, mo, or gen, genetically modified freakazoids, no, like, the ability to give yourself additional bonuses... I don't think is isn't seen as a negative, like because because that comes along with he has no predispositions for bad things. Like he has no, he, this, he certainly right. has no heart condition. Perfect eyes. Yeah. he's gonna yeah. have perfect hearing. He's gonna have no saying, heart defect. But I gotta, I, I understand what you're saying. Like, wouldn't perfect be like there are great concert pianists now who only have ten fingers and can play beautifully. I think it does so invalidate. Why would you kind of. make yourself look? less than what every other perfect person does you know in a forgive me for saying this but in like you know a nazi type aryan situation everybody wants blonde hair blue eye ten fingers ten toes uh we didn't even talk about the the doctor uh when they were describing what they wanted as the kid oh yeah 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 how there's no black people right yeah and he says fair skin and the doctor reacts and like his reaction is kind of like surprise, like like oh, that's, yeah, oh exotic, that's like, yeah. yeah, right. Like, yeah. I, and I, I don't know. 
it, it does seem like there's conflict. I think there is there is a like there is definitely a perce- perception of what a perfect person should be mm-hmm. like. But I, and I think to your point, like the reality in our reality, there would definitely be a segment of the population, and I can totally see this argument for if a guy has twelve fingers and can play something that no one else can play, that isn't as impressive to me as the dude with ten fingers who's playing in an exceptionally hard piece or something close to it, because obviously like this guy is genetically predisposed to do this. Mm, so it's, it's not really a, yeah, it's not really a contest. What I'm saying is why isn't it that if someone like in the case of our main character, yes, he does a lot of what they consider illegal things to get there. But of, after a certain point, he has proven that he can do the thing because our society re- because the accept. reality of the situation is not what the reality of the movie suggests, or that the movie suggests their reality. Their is. reality is, if you're not genetically perfect, it doesn't matter. Like you could be, you could be better than someone who's genetically perfect, and they take the genetically and, perfect person. And this actually time. comes up, and I wrote a note about this that it really pissed me off. Um, and I guess this is just a kind of a, this is the hardest part to grasp for me in this movie, which is related to what you're saying is what the world's perception of genetically modified people are to the extent that Uma Thurman's character part of the way through the movie has a pretty good suspicion and is eventually convinced that uh, Jerome, AKA Vincent's Ethan Hawke training day has something to do with, or did directly committed the murder of the old director. She's like pretty sure of that and still wants to be with him. She's like I don't, I'm pretty sure you did something with it, but I I love you or whatever. Well, I want your She wants perfect genetics. Yeah, yeah she still she wants had to be sequence. Well, was, yes. So, well, which I guess, was also that that scene was pretty creepy where like there's like a sequencing place where you can like take DNA and get and get like your Yeah, you can perspective just pay for somebody may, yeah. like checked out. So, I don't know if maybe she was just horny up by the genetics of the whole thing, but she is way more offended about the idea that he is an invalid and faked his genetics than the idea that he's a murderer. Yeah. yeah. She is way more upset about the fact that he is like doing genetity fraud or gene- genetics fraud, genetity, <laughs> uh, identity fraud rather than a, he literally. Genetity it's a word. Fraud. I like yeah, it. Genetity. Yeah, like genetity. genetity. covers the two things, yeah. you know? Gattaca 2, genetity. <laughs> uh, he literally. This other suggestion is he literally beat a man to death with a keyboard. Well, we got ahead a little bit, so yeah, I'd like did, to yeah, read yeah, just yeah, a few yeah, sorry, notes yeah. to catch. Sure, I, I'm not. I don't want to jump ahead to that part. I'm just saying, like the perspective, the, yeah. trying to sell the perspective of this world that identity and genetics are the only the top mm-hmm. important thing is mm-hmm. a hard. It's just a hard sell. I, I actually can understand how they would get there, but um, I I feel well, like it's somewhat topical. But anyway. We did jump ahead. Um, he gives him a chance to back out. Uh, he doesn't. He does the interview, which is just a DNA sample, and is told immediately he passed. He's constantly erasing himself, and now he's basically supporting Eugene, and they're living rich as all heck. Um, and they're clearly well paid because now, they're giving twenty five percent. And they're giving twenty five percent to Tony Shalhoub. And they still have like a great. What a good mansion. racket for Tony Shalhoub. I mean, what a middle I mean, yeah, man. He to probably be. has yeah. a bunch of other stuff yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. Wait, you saw he had like six. He had vials. six vials of perspective yeah. people. I wonder how his genes are. Huh? This is when they <laughs> use the term degenerate. Degenerate. Yeah, Sorry, I, I got it wrong. I can't believe it. Um, the only person I don't remember the name they gave him, but basically the guy that was murdered was the only person who sort of had suspicions about Vincent before that, and then he was murdered, which led me to believe it was Vincent. I don't think it was him. suspicions about that. He just didn't want... He, he said he was getting to, close. Yeah, yeah. I, 
to the truth. He said the only person who was suspicious was the old director. I thought he said the only person who could prevent my trip. Like he right. said it as like this. This old mission director sort of didn't want. Uh, well, he was making Jerome cutbacks. Yeah, he was that's, making, uh, that was the issue. Not that he uh, was mission director. The only yeah, so like, yeah, not that he was necessarily figuring out that. Um, are we going to talk? Are you, I mean, well, we can on. wait to talk about this the murder. Is when, but um, Uma Thurman is told that she's going to be put in charge of like working with the police. And uh, she's not happy because she believes this is going to cause her to lose her spot. And then the new mission director, who's basically the boss who talked to him earlier, says, you're going up, Vincent. Um, we're not going to miss this opportunity. It's a huge thing to him to make sure that they don't miss this window. Yeah. And you later find it's out a why. Window. So yeah. I'm not convinced about that, that, and then, that why. Well, also, I'm going to come back to that in a moment. Yeah. But then, I'm super convinced. Yeah, we have to talk about That's what I want to talk about. Oh, okay. Uh, the murder. I was going to say the. Then we see the girls doing the DNA sequencing to pick yeah. up men, and I was like, "Wow, that's super freaking shady." I also yeah. think that like they could have explained. There's parts of this movie that are really cool, were. and then there's just like, and they just don't like the they, give you, the a, they give you focus... a glimpse of like really cool stuff, and then it doesn't matter. The parts yeah. of the movie the plot focuses on are not the things that are really cool about the universe. Yeah, uh, which is unfor like really like I think that's the thing that it, Minority Report, Report does differently. Is like Minority Report does have a like a very like a pretty uh, well conceived main storyline, like main plot. You know what's going on throughout that movie, but it spends a lot of time getting into all the weird crap around that movie in yeah. the like that just happens in the universe world building stuff. This movie suggests a lot of that stuff, shows you glimpses of a lot of that cool world building stuff, but doesn't really. And then like oh, right back to this romance movie, right? Well, yeah. yeah, I, I mean, like, they're different yeah, those glimpses are to keep your eyes and mind off of certain places where they falter and can't, yeah. you know, cover plot holes basically yeah so yes now um we're basically caught up um uh at this point in time they show a scene where uh jerome and eugene are celebrating uh things are going successfully basically i think that uh well no i know that they told jerome slash vincent that he was going up so they're super excited for this uh, they get drunk together, and it shows them having an actually decent relationship. So, which is why I said earlier, I think he was just broken. And now that he has companionship, he's become better. Is this when we? Is this the part where he's drunk and we find out about the the car thing? Yeah, where he admits that he like basically yeah. tried to kill himself and suggest like this is the point in the movie uh, where he be all all but says, "I'm going to kill myself again." Like, I'm going to go for it one more time at some point here very soon, straight to Vincent. And Vincent's response is, go to bed. Like, <laughs> you're drunk. Yeah. Go to bed. But I think he's like, you couldn't. Like, we won't let you. We're here. Yeah. We know that you're just talking trash. But it is drunk. like, it's sort of implied that the only reason that Jude Law's character is still alive is so that he can fulfill uh, Vincent's... It is kind yeah. of, to like, me... It, it, to me, it seemed like he was living to help him with his dream and that like that was his goal and once that was accomplished like he was he does say that at the yeah, end of the movie he, does, he, yeah. he tells him like thank you but like i took that as like he's living vicariously through vincent like he's mm -hmm. vincent's accomplishing this thing that jerome can't and should have been able to right and now that that's complete he can be satisfied with the life he's lived also do you think their friendship uh is because they've been together or because now eugene is seeing 
that he has that potential, that he is pushing himself to to be the person. Combination of both. I think it's on Eugene's part, and this is where like some of it got deep for me. I enjoyed this part because this is where Eugene uh, basically is showing like he was one of the valid society, and now he's been kicked out of society. So he has a chip on his shoulder. He's really kind of upset about it. So watching this invalid move into the valid society, move up through the ranks, and get to where he was, was sweet sugar for him definitely i think uh sweet sugar is a good way to call it sweet sweet sugar <laughs> yeah i think i i think he was mad at the world right like yeah, he I was mean, a valid and now he, now essentially he's as good as an is an invalid in his opinion and the world's opinion uh mm-hmm. so like by giving his genetics to someone else he can like you know and I think there's a there's a minor arc there of his character going from really pissed off about the situation, mostly about the fact, or I, it's not really a jealousy, it's more of a like an ego, like you said before, an ego thing of Vincent, like the audacity of him trying to accomplish what he couldn't accomplish. Right, like, how are you going to be me? And then slowly coming around to being like, okay, now I'm seeing this as retribution, as a way for me to get back at the society yeah. that has, like, scorned me, basically, or, or forgotten me. Definitely. So at this point, he has a conversation where um, they're talking about how they keep sending ships to Titan, but nobody knows what's up there, which confused me a little bit because all through the movie, we're watching these ships go up, but we're not specifically told where they're going. But the talk of Titan is all you hear about, which leads you to believe that they're probably going to Titan. I think there is. You also hear about this window. Sorry. Yeah. Well, there is a there is actually um, at some point in the movie, they talk about some of the other ships going up and none of them are going to titan this the mission they're planning is the only one that actually is going to titan but that's this mission to titan there have been missions to titan before no there have been photographs of titan Ah, okay. Yeah, I think that's what he was explaining with the smoke of like we don't know right, what's don't underneath know what's the well, yeah, cloud yeah. surface. Yeah, they, which I've never actually gone to Titan. I send. I don't know probes. if it's entirely clear. I got the impression that they probably never made it there, but either they have sent missions there and they didn't, they just didn't get back, or they didn't hear from them, or, or they were, we're not just sure. Like, they were just like they went there, orbited around Titan, came back. They never right. actually got uh, down on the planet, or did samples, gotcha. stuff like that. Doing, yeah, that got me a little weirded out. So now, um. They're doing DNA sweeps everywhere to try to figure out who murdered this man. And they catch an eyelash, actually, of Vincent's. And they know that he's an invalid. They know that there's an invalid now in the place. And they know that he worked there. Yeah. Well, no, at this point in time, they think, oh, yeah, no. They know he was a janitor. Yeah. They know he was. He's been unregistered since being a janitor. Yeah, right? he was like, a janitor yeah, for years and then, like, three years ago, just disappeared. They fixate on this eyelash <laughs> they super hard. They do well, that's because no it's police like work. The most, okay, so actually, there's, like there's two. The futuristic part of the eyelash and the whole genetics and gene thing is the police work. And I feel like it's so instant and so right like, and that's what he's saying that they have to focus like everybody else who gets run through this test belongs there except for this invalid which is fine i understand that but why is why is the idea never come up that that eyelash could be three years old like who knows okay, how so long that a couple, a couple of points here's why I, I think i think there's a couple of points here the first is that uh I, I, my, it was my understanding they found the eyelash in the bloody wound. No, of the, it was no, in it the was, hallway. It was in the it. hallway. They, they show yeah, a yeah. scene of where he leaves the eyelash, and they show a scene of the cop 
hoovering up the eyelash, no, and it's totally all it. out in the hallway yeah. on the corner. Oh, okay. Not even. It's in, not even. It's not even the in the room where the guy got murdered. Right. Like, it's okay. just so. I mean, yeah. Cool. It's in the I, corridor. It's adjacent just to the, room. the police work <laughs> is so shoddy. It's uh, right. Like, like, like part of part of that is because this is where the movie gets bad for me. Is because we're just watching these cops just trace this lead that doesn't part. Part of that is because so there's, there's two different way there's two different thoughts of copying in this movie. It's the you have uh, Alan Arkin uh, who is convinced that it's the invul like that that yeah. the eyelash yeah. has something to do with this, which is very like as you said is weird considering its placement, its age, and all of the other factors around this. What um, motivation would an invalid have? Also, what motivate? Well, I think the societal uh, perception is like an invalid. They're evil, basically. But like in yeah, a police like work, the first thing you look for is mo, modus operandi. Why? Why? Like, yeah. why did this guy die? What? You know, what purpose? Like, <clears throat> he's a mission director. He's trying to cut these missions. You should be looking at the people that want these missions to happen, not just this random eyelash from nowhere. But he that's does. All they he does question a couple people throughout like, the movie. Um, like badge ins and badge outs to know who they checked the log the and, yeah. and uh, I don't know if we if you said this on here you said the security cameras would, imagine if there was a but, camera but here's the, the thing is, I no think there were I think place. there I think that was the implication is that everyone else was accounted for everyone else mm-hmm. was where they were supposed to be in the building mm-hmm. I don't know if they used security cameras to say that or if it was uh, they the never movie. mentioned security they never cameras mentioned exactly at all but, but yeah I mean but, one security camera in that hallway this movie doesn't exist like. Well, the issue now does become they're looking for this invalid. Well, so they have a picture of him, and they're looking for him all through these uh, photos and these camera logs, and nobody can make out that it's not well. They're star freaking employee. So they are trying to. Alan Arkin's character is trying to push the search for this care for Vincent, mm-hmm. but meanwhile, Anton, who we is the, is the we don't know we don't at the time, but the is the cop is the you other the other lead detective. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, he, well, it's, it was about this time when he starts not listening to like when he, when, when their difference in opinion is so dramatic that I started becoming suspicious that he was just straight up his brother. Because when he found out that he was Vincent, he then is like, okay, we, it's probably some, you know, it's probably somebody else. It's probably not related. And like continually tries to steer the investigation away from Vincent up until the point where we're literally seeing him comparing the two pictures over and over again. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I, I know also, why I missed that too. I also didn't pick up on it. Right. They used something else to trick me, something that really actually mm. pissed me off in this movie. Because I remember them having an argument while he was running on a treadmill. Yes. And he had a fake heartbeat. Yes. On him, this part is really which, stupid. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, how would they not sense two heartbeats? Well, so he removes he removes the first one, which doesn't make it. So it's worst. This is so dumb. Well, he needs 20 minutes worth of steady heartbeat to prove it. We're told the way that we're sold this idea, this whole thing is really stupid. Mm-hmm. Is that uh, Jerome, the real Jerome, rec- pre-records 20 minutes of steady heartbeat mm-hmm. of active activity, and then. Uh, Ethan Hawke's character, Vincent, takes that fake heartbeat monitor, which is, I guess, remote, because there's no wiring attached to it. He sneaks that in under a towel to his performance, like, uh, analysis or whatever, and he gets on the treadmill, and he sleight of hands the the heart rate monitor, and we're supposed to understand, I guess the, I don't know anyone who's ever worked with wireless technology, but if you have a thing paired to a computer and you just remove it and put another thing there, that doesn't just magically work. 
Yeah. Like, it's supposed to be this futuristic... I don't want to have to be the guy to try and do this, but you could argue that, specifically, he stole one of those earlier in the movie that he found. And it could be that because it's specifically a Gattaca facility a heart monitor. But he stole it when it was a janitor. Like, yeah. Be and he stole one that was just lying. Exactly he stole one that was lying I'm around. I'm just trying to say maybe that... Uh, well, even beyond, one. even if you accept I mean, that as being, okay, whatever, <laughs> if you get beyond that, there's a, a like, he gets at least five irregular heartbeats off where it goes back to the monitor and they're like, huh? And then he rips it yeah. off and he then He just rips it off and walks yeah. away when and nobody's a, suspicious of that? And there's a woman there whose, like, whole job is to go around and be like, okay, you're good. Okay, you're good. And he's just like, well, I'm good. She's leaving. As he's leaving she's like are you okay, are you okay? And he's like yeah yep never better yeah and then it's just and then he goes into the locker room and has his yeah. heart attack yeah yeah and then he gives at this point in time we don't know but he just gives his dna some dude and he's like let me take that for you and he's like here you go we find out it's the janitor and apparently the janitor is like one of the coolest dudes ever but at that point in time in my mind i'm like why would you just hand that to him he's really uh like trusting with some of his um they to my knowledge there's a deleted scene where we find out that uh that the head janitor guy actually didn't know the whole time because obviously he well, worked well, of, later on in the movie yeah. we find yeah. that he's still awesome. it would be impossible to believe that he didn't know based on how close they were, they were and like right yeah, they were like, friends while he was in invalid and he, and he said specifically to them oh i'm, I'm gonna be this glass yeah, good so, so next time you yeah. see me, i'll be on the other side of it and then it happens and you're like ah that's funny like i'm sure that, that old janitor guy is like, yeah, look at you, like, yeah. fuck these guys. Right? Like, <laughs> you like the you're thing. getting you're getting nervous on these people. I'm glad. Like, I'm sure like he's looking out for him. Yeah. See, at this point, um, I wasn't putting together the the murder thing. I was just thinking everybody might be freaking borrowed ladders. Because at this point, Irene's stupid. She's looking at the picture, and I'm like, "How do you not see it?" I thought she um, was too. Then I'm like, like yeah, the whole maybe movie it sets it up like that. She's, she's also a barred letter. And I, I was like, yeah. And then immediately after that, we get a scene of the manager acting weird. So I'm like, well, is he a borrowed ladder? I mean, we find out later that's yeah. not the case there. But... Everybody's just really weird and dumb for like little little reason, and it would have made it would her character makes less sense that she's not because because of her position there. Like, if he could never even get past the application period, how the fuck did she get hired in this job? How is she even in line? Like, she's worried about losing her spot in line for things she knows she can never do. If the interview is literally show up and piss and then, oh, you got perfect genetics, you're in. How is she there if she (laughs) doesn't have perfect genetics? Yeah, like, her character makes less sense as the movie goes on, I think. Well, as we get more and more reveals, everything makes less sense. Hmm. Uh... Yeah, I don't remember. I'm, I think it's when they're celebrating. I'm not sure. But they have this conversation where um, Ethan Hawke's character is talking to Jude Law's character. And he says, you should be up there. Uh, like, on yeah. this mission. And says, like, your legs don't matter up there. <clears throat> and then uh, Jude Law's character says he's afraid of heights. Yes. I thought that was a joke. Yeah, I just assumed it was a joke. I'm sure it was a joke. But I thought it was But also it was like, maybe don't bring that up. But I like this like, far into the process, the maybe is, don't like, bring up the it, idea. It that... wasn't his dream. His dream, yeah. Like the real Jerome's dream wasn't to be an astronaut. The real Jerome wanted to be a swimmer. Right, but I, yeah. like my point was like don't, maybe don't bring up the idea that you had other options and you didn't need to throw your life away. For me, you could have 
done like well at this point in time they're too far in to yeah it didn't really matter also society yeah. wouldn't have let him even get to the point I guess that's true there, I yeah. guess but like he, he has perfect genetics other than that thing and what's Uma Thurman's character got her job and she's got a heart condition so like there seems to be some weird ex- like maybe she blew somebody and like that's how it all went Oof. down but like there's <laughs> there's definitely some weird shit happening because the the inconsistency with it is is very confusing. Also, how are they yeah. so advanced with genetics, and yet they can't cure someone's like broken Life, yeah. legs or oh, paralysis? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, his just broken back. I guess yeah, is whatever what... is causing him not to be able to walk. How can they not cure that? I mean, yeah. So, um, yeah, they, Jerome like... knows that people are lurking everywhere, and uh, they're doing finger pricks now and mouth swaps to try to catch people. And at this point in time, I believe they actually, in the same day, test Jerome twice. Which, to me, felt like, why wouldn't that signal something? Why wouldn't that hit some sort of an alarm? Like, wouldn't it be like, oh, yeah, we tested you here, and the system is showing we did, but we're testing you. I think because they were just testing. Yeah, it does, but they were also testing everybody a a number, like, multiple times. And you see... In the one scene where the cops have the roadblock, and him and um, Uma Thurman are, like, going through there, they're, like, looking for contact lenses so he has to take his contacts off and, like, sneak Yeah, there's actually, I wrote down, there is a, he has a a surprising amount of sleight of hand that he just does, where, like, the contacts and the heart monitor and the blood vial later in the movie. And when he gets, and when he gets tested there by the cops, he doesn't want him to do the mouth swab, because obviously he just does a blood swab. And he uses his middle finger instead of his pointer finger. And I always thought oh, that yeah. that's because he has to have multiple... Uh, he, he brings multiple, multiple tests per test day. in case huh. that happens. So you can just use another finger. Yeah. So that's another... See, how is it that they're intelligent to put that in there, but then certain reveals are like, that doesn't make any sense. Well, that's, a, right. that's another fucking thing I have wrong with... Sorry. That I have... <laughs> that I have issue with in this movie is that his character is simultaneously so cautious and so reckless yeah. at the same time. If you're, this is one of the big issues I have with this movie. If his character, we're, if we're to believe that his character's whole purpose in life is to get to space and that's all he cares about and that it's, it's enough to overcome all of these physical ailments. He's literally dumped his whole life, his, all of his money, all of his resources, everything he has his livelihood into this idea that he could just go to space. Why? Why are you even entertaining the idea of a relationship with a woman who you're going to put your DNA all over? And Which should be going for a year. Like in three days, he's gone for a year. Yeah, it's like the worst. And man. up until this point, they've had no. They've had like, as far as we can tell, no communication. They barely know each other. They sit two desks over no, essentially. That's because it. Because earlier in the movie, when uh, he was out watching a ship go up. And she came out to him and was like, you watch them all go up, don't you? Implying that she's always watching him watch the ships go up. Right, so she's just a stalker? Is she a stalker then? No, No, I think she's just... I mean, she stole his DNA so she could get him sequenced and see if he was genetically good enough to have I thought. I think that was more about... I don't don't actually think that was the reason she did that. I think the primary reason she did that was because she was suspicious of him committing a murder and that he he wasn't who he said he was. I don't know. It's all sketchy. 
It's it's but also like his if uh, if I'm supposed to believe that, that your whole purpose in life is to get over this spy idea. Why would idea, he keep going out every night? Why do you keep risking it? He why just he keeps just risking home? it. Why didn't he, he just stay home? He gets lucky on like four different occasions where they his whole thing yeah. would have come up and it culminates to where like he's actually done. Like screwed. When he gets to the doctor and he doesn't he has to take another test. Yeah. Also, why didn't he bring piss with him that day? No idea. <laughs> he just didn't do it. You're talking about the last day? Yes. Yeah. and then when we find out the doctor's a cool guy and he's just I like think, whatever. I think his assumption was that they weren't gonna stop him there. I guess. Yes. Or like he was just gonna fight. Why would you I mean, why wouldn't you just come prepared? Yeah. He's been doing it for years. Yeah, like why been, wouldn't yeah. he why just why wouldn't you just come with everything you need? And several you know, blood samples. Piss. Every hair follicles, whatever you want to bring. And you know that there's an active murder investigation going on, which you are a primary suspect. At that point, or at least you're involved in. Well, he, they the cop came to his house and interviewed so, Jude Law. It doesn't matter if he thinks he's a suspect or not. He knows that his DNA could get him busted out of this program. Yes. He needs to stay as under the radar as he can. And a police investigation around him throws all that in. Sleeping that. in someone else's bed. And like going out on a night yeah. in a town in their car that doesn't and help either. It's all dumb. So right. why would they make all those decisions? It just doesn't make sense. They go to that party. Well, I feel like their whole relationship are, was. Are, are, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not good. Yeah. I mean, are we at that party yet? Where are we at? Uh, Basically, I mean, we're not far from it. If we're not well, there, we did the sleight of hand. Um, yes, we are at that party because okay. I wrote. Did we just enter Casablanca? Oh, okay. <laughs> never mind. Uh, because this party, because you said, why not just stay in? Well, in this specific case, it would have been more suspicious. He says it's suspicious if I don't go out because everyone's gone. Because literally everyone's there. And the cops literally say the same thing. They say every single person who was in the building is going to be at this party. So that's why they go there. And they check everybody's DNA there. Yes. Yeah. Also, I think it's almost an ego thing where he wants to rub it in people's face. Like they never outwardly say it. But he's the guy who's, you know, hiding in plain sight kind of thing. Sure. Part of it might also, also be that he, sorry, I was just going to say that part of it might also be that he's at this point convinced that he's gotten away with it. Well, not only that, but societal norms might say that he, you know, has to go to these functions also because of his high DNA level. Sure. Um, but then the cops show up. It seems like uh, he's going to be cornered. But Kill Bill helps him escape. It devol- This scene devolves so quick. Like, it goes from, like, we're in a party to he's punching, beating up a cop outside. Which, when we got to this part, I was like, this is I this is beyond the realm of believability for me. So, everybody gets up to leave at the party, and they're the only ones to go to the back door. The two of them. Yes. No one noticed no, that. No one noticed that. They did have a cop back there, which, which he just punches. Like, four times, just punches him in the jaw. Is like, hey, just hold up a second. Bam! And just sucker punches this cop, who doesn't have a weapon, I guess. And is like... None d- of the cops have weapons. Yeah, down in, like, three punches, and they just he just runs. But mm-hmm. he doesn't, like, kill or knock the cop unconscious. Like, he looked right at his face. Like, any... Any, they're gonna go into the office the next morning and be like, "Which one of these guys beat the shit out of you?" Because oh, it was one it was of these. Jerome. Ju- yeah, it was yeah. Jerome. Okay, cool. Yeah, Jerome and that girl were together. Yeah, and like it doesn't, it just doesn't. Nothing happens with that. It just never comes up. Because they no. like they they he do more testing later, and like, I just got my ass kicked. It's <laughs> I can't so tell the guys that happened. 
It's so, and then Uma Thurman and her, him run down that alley, and they hide in the alley, and Not they're even that far, and they're oh, about yeah. to like make out, and she's like, "I know you killed that guy or did something with that with that murder," and she just watched him beat up a cop, and she's like, "Couldn't be any hornier than right and now." She's like, "Don't even explain it to me. I just want to imagine you as a serial mm-hmm. killer or something." I don't know. <laughs> and this is actually the part when I finally was like, "Oh, the detective's his brother." Because he yells, he yells out Vincent. Vincent. Yes. Yeah. Well, so I, at the time I wasn't. That's the first way I took it was that it's his brother. But actually, in when I thought about it more, he knew the name of the invalid. That so like yeah. he knew who he should be looking for. Right, and I understand that's where yeah. the movie would push that idea, and and yeah. you still might not know it. But when he was yelling Vincent, I was like, he seemed to be yelling Vincent in a way where it was like, 100%. I know you, Vincent, yeah. not just I know the name of the suspect. Yes. <clears throat> that's how that's and that's when i like i had a suspicion at one point i actually write down it to that like reveal before with I a question sorry i just I, I can't, that's just what i just can't even with that that's either. where i was at i wasn't there i can see how you guys would get there but the movie paints it in a way where it just can't yeah no absolutely be. it definitely covers it up it definitely oh i 100 percent was suspicious of it the whole because they set up they spent so much time setting up the brother character yeah that i was like they, there's they, no way they, he's they not gonna come up together yeah it's yeah, it's the Clark Kent thing. It's like How are they not? everyone's just you're just supposed to buy that because he's not wearing glasses and his hair is slicked back. You can't recognize him. I have a brother that I haven't seen like physically in ten plus years. I guarantee you, I would immediately know him. Yeah, I don't. There's no way. There's just no way. Yeah, like, you, you, they don't do near so enough. Where I thought like, they were going to have him have plastic surgery or something, I which they was... never did. I took it as like, you know, I could believe that maybe this is a face-off situation, but we only see them as they see themselves, but there's never actually any face changing. So I can't even put that, you know, sheen on it. They go through all the work to to change this man's height by two inches <laughs> and do nothing about his face. At all. Nothing. Yeah. No. But we're getting a little ahead. Um, we were just talking about when they had sex. Uh, her bedroom, I wrote, was the dopest shit i ever saw <laughs> the way the wall turned into the ocean and it just looked like they were laying right on the edge of the ocean that was dope i love that shit <laughs> and then he wakes up and he does freak out about dna because he immediately starts trying to like clean up and get shit at that up. point I, I was like what is the uh, what is actually the point of this like why are you cleaning up your hair fall you you definitely left more than hair on this bag there's no right like depending on there you sweat like, yeah, and depending like, on how that night went, like oh well, yeah. I mean, there's definitely excluding that but. leftover DNA somewhere, and you, you're just gonna have to trust that this woman's not gonna try to screw you over with it. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't really pan out, I guess. Yeah, at this point in time, it kind of seems like everything's falling apart for Vincent, and he's cracking mentally entirely because. Which I, I kept thinking about this throughout the movie that I I know that they do they do address it later. I'm not like I'm totally not sold on on who the killer is told to us is, but like had that director never died, it feels like there would have been way less suspicion on Vincent than the like the murder that is that is getting this problem guy out of the way. It causes so many more issues for him than if the guy had just stayed alive. I don't know, like, they don't they don't really get into the specifics about how the dude was suspicious and, like, whether or not it was a guaranteed he was going to find out. But, like, murdering him, especially in this fashion, was way more damaging than any, basically anything else they could have done. Well, he didn't do it. That's, I mean, that's what they tell us. 
that I don't believe that for a fucking second. Really? Yeah. Really? I don't. So here's the reason why. I, we're going to cut ahead a little the bit. The alternate ending. The guy, we, at some point in the movie, Alan Arkin tells us that the new director killed the old director. He swabs the dead body's eyeball. Yes. And finds DNA, mm-hmm. saliva of the old director or whatever. And the old director says, yeah, I killed him because he was going to stop the mission. Stop and, and now the that the mission's definitely going to happen, yeah. there's nothing you can do, you do about it. I don't care. he's just taking the fall? Yeah, I do. And I think that because uh, he says earlier in the movie, check my check my DNA. You'll, you don't find a violent bone in my body. And I believe that. Because in a society where everybody is genetically engineered, the guy who would take the job of director must be a, a, a genetically modified guy. And they would genetically modify him to not be violent. I don't know if he could commit a heinous murder like that. Yeah, well, he was kind of genetic modifications don't mean the end all be all of anything. That's that is true. I just in a society like that, a dude who's eighty years old who has lived in this in this like structure his whole life, I find it really hard to believe that he could actually beat somebody to death with a keyboard, and then it would just be it would just be fine. Like yeah. that he and would like. I, I agree with you because like what's like it's a better he, ending he thinks yeah. he won't live to see the next launch to Titan but like I don't know it just seems so well they did give time it's, frame it's like, like all he's gonna do is watch a rocket fly into space yeah, he like, also guess what that happens at least 12 times a day also, so, yeah. also he wasn't director up until this guy died like he right. wasn't even in a position where he would have cared about it necessarily right it's just a, I don't I yeah. don't know it's, it's a, a hard it's, it's a hard sell it feels like it's just bad really well but they also wrote themselves into corners and then they just threw bullshit at the back end to make it you know and so anyway uh we're still after the after the party throws the contacts they do the thing um then she wants to show him something but he can't see he doesn't have his contacts yeah it's just a weird scene where he plays frogger they see they watch a sunrise over some solar panels yeah that's the whole thing she wants to show him is like wow that's so impressive he almost dies to see this super good uh we, uh, and then um, gets, the, basically we get more so scenes of the cops uh, getting closer and closer to the salt. The, they decide that they're going to go to uh, actually she stops him as he's about to go into work and she's like you're feeling ill today yeah, yeah, go and on. he turned around and left so immediately the cops are like what's up with him and she's like he's not feeling well he's going home so the cops are like oh well we're going to his house Yeah. so he Anton immediately calls home yeah and um, he tells them to get ready, that they're coming. So then he has to crawl up the stairs, yeah, and it's so to... drawn out. I skipped ahead in this part because it <laughs> oh, takes really? ten minutes for him to go up those fucking steps. Sorry, but it does. It's ten minutes of the film where you want, and it's supposed to be this dramatic thing, and yeah. it's like I want to, like I wanted to claw my eyes out. I'm I wanted like, to how's claw he my not eyes super out. out of breath when they just come in the room? Yeah, I mean he is a specimen. Well, I kind of thought that was going to play into it. I thought his, like, because he is visibly sweating. Yeah. And I thought that was going to be part of, like, oh, he's not feeling well. He has a fever. Yeah, I got a fever. I also thought that just doesn't come up. Yeah, I thought he was going to lay in bed, you know, pull the, like, yep. I don't want to go to nope. school. Just sit on the couch. Nope. So what was up with the kiss? That was just him being weird, I think. That was, he says... Like he's sorry about it later, but like but it was super fucking creepy. No, yeah, they do. They like, do. The, 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 that's why she took know? him there. That's why she took him there. He was uh, like, I think uh, I know, I know you know him. Yes. Uh, okay. I didn't. Yeah, but like, like otherwise, why would she have had to take the cop there in the first place? Him asking for her to I kiss him was just weird. Asked to take, like you know, no, I know how to he get said, there, and it was maybe to slow. Anton says, "I know you are together, so you're gonna take me to him." Okay. Gotcha. 
I think maybe he was just being a little creep trying to get a kiss from Uma Thurman. That's definitely what I was think happening. he was trying to sell it. No, not necessary. I mean, not fine. necessary. Yeah, at this point yeah. in time, I didn't know that the cop was his brother Anton. So I'm just getting increasingly frustrated that nobody can piece together these fucking pictures. <laughs> like, you look yeah. at the picture all day long, and then you go meet this guy, and you're like, you look familiar. Hilariously, the only guy who can put them together is a guy who hasn't seen this dude in 10 years or something. Like, it is his brother, but he hasn't seen him in so long. There are people in the facility who knew him as a janitor and know him as, mm-hmm. a, as a flight planner or a navigator, is what they call him, and they still can't figure it out. Yeah, which is just absurd. It's just, it's bad. But um, then, yeah, we get the uh, some more reveals. Basically, Uma Thurman knew. Uh, she's mad about him being an invalid. But she knew the whole time, basically. Well, she knew. And she's still okay with it. She that. just thought he was a murderer, I think. When he tells her that he's an invalid, she's like genuinely offended um, about it. Like, like you're like, not a murderer? Like, yeah, well, she's <laughs> That's like, even worse. Yeah, like, you <laughs> lied to me about your identity? I don't care about the murder thing. Right, she would have preferred him to be a murderer than an invalid. Yes. And then, like, she she, she is angry about it for all of 12 seconds until she's like, yeah. oh, wait, you're also a child child like me? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's just like... And then she's just immediately fine with it, which was... Right, uh, I, I don't know. The whole... I think all of Uma Thurman's character was bad. I honestly think Ad Astra yeah. did a better job with their woman character they never used. Agreed. The one that doesn't actually show up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, uh, Uma Thurman's character, like, yes, some of the plot points need her involvement, but they could have written the story and not used She just doesn't make a lot of sense. Most of the characters in this movie. Actually, yeah, a lot of the decision making is pretty bad. Even Ethan Hawke, who is supposed to be this guy who we're like, so, like, again, is committed, very, supposed to be very committed to this idea, makes tons of bad decisions that don't support him doing his ultimate goal. But yeah, so <clears throat> Jude Law meets with Anton and, you know, basically well, they get they get away with it. Oh, yeah, yeah, my bad. Yeah, he yeah, tests yeah, him bad. and they get away with it. Yeah, yeah correct. Because yeah, he's like walking down the stairs and that's when he gets the call that... When does he oh, encounter... We yeah, we where does he encounter Vincent again? I don't remember. Like, when does he confront him? That's uh, not too long from now because at this point in time... The uh, dude confesses to doing it. Mm-hmm. The boss confesses. Which I and think... since they couldn't miss their window, it was okay, but... As you I said, think that adds weight to your theory that that guy's just taking the fall for this murder. Because he, the the director, now knows that there's a cop going to to Jerome's house... Oh, yes. ...to interview Jerome, and if this guy is trying to cover for Jerome still... Yeah. That would be when you would be like, oh, I did it, yeah, yeah, you got me, I did it. And then they call all the cops back, and you protect your guy who's going to Titan. Like, I feel like that adds weight to your thing. Well, there's also... And while that's happening... Well, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, it's just a very small thing, and it's totally anecdotal. There's a part where, when they're when they're actually in the room, and Alan Arkin's standing there, and the director's in the chair, like, after his confession, he is, like, not happy, but his expression is, like, satisfied. Like, the director is like... Yes, this is working. Mm-hmm. Like, like, yeah, right. Like, like it's like, it's like, you know. like he's getting something over. But I, I mean, that's totally just my perception. I feel of it. like it's not. you could play both perceptions, and it's well, yeah, or that he got away with the murder, and he's like, I don't care because, because I murdered. The shit yeah, going up. yeah, it could I be that get too. To be the director of this, um, no matter what. There yes. is one thing uh, at one point here at this part of the movie where him and Uma Thurman talking. He he reveals to her that his heart is ten thousand beats overdue. Yeah. That's like two and a half hours. <laughs> 
That's it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> 10,000 beats overdue is two and a half hours. Like, it's really... He's just making it past that point. should like, be dead just before the movie started. Yeah, like nothing, <laughs> nothing really... There were several points in this movie where I was like, this movie would get an instant five star for me if they killed him. Oh, <laughs> if he just the main died, character yeah. just died. Yeah, there was a moment where he was with, yeah. with Irene yeah. in the alleyway, and he started to kind of like... Like his eyes started to get really yes, slow, and yeah. I was like, "Oh, is he just gonna die right here?" I thought is that that might happen a couple times. Bold? Honestly, yeah. I think that would have lended so much oh, weight man, to it, it if he nuts. just got so close and then yeah. die. Right, yeah. and, <laughs> and, and then they like, and then you see the like reveal that this is Vincent, and all these people's minds are just like, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. I, I would have just that would have been it would have been an instant five <coughs> for me if they had been bold enough to kill this guy because I mean, it like, would have been way better than where they go with it supposed to die so really the problem with this movie is they weren't bold enough they were not <laughs> they, just they you know, cowards all of them <laughs> only went where everybody's gone before this movie yeah yes so then <laughs> uh, actually Vincent gets a message or a call from the cop that he wants to meet with him Okay. And that's when he goes to meet with they Anton. They meet in there, like, in And then Anton's room, like, why do you think you've room. been able to... Yeah, that's when Anton's looking at both pictures back and forth, back and forth. And I'm like, if he doesn't freaking know right now, he is yeah, yeah. just useless. But that's when he's like, you know, how do you think you've been able to stay away from being caught? It's because I'm Anton. And <laughs> first time viewing this, I'm like, holy, he's Anton? No! And literally... Two seconds after that, I'm like, but how the fuck did he not know? How the fuck did he not know? How did we get through this whole movie without him not knowing? I'm sorry. There was a whole bunch of... I think he did. I think he did know. They flew crazy. I guess, moment. but it, yeah. like, I feel like he would have known right away. And they they seem to think that, like, they see, the movie seems to imply that it took him this long. I couldn't... I, yeah. I was not clear on it. Because I felt, watching it, I because this is also the first time I've seen this movie. And when I was watching it, I felt like Anton knew. Because he seemed like he was doing things to lead the 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 investigation in other directions actively not wanting to pursue right, and this you made you made that point and i like that made me think about it because like mm -hmm. it, it does seem but i'm not way. sure because later also, in the movie he's like it's supposed to be a reveal and it's it, kind of it, like the movie would have been better had that been the case yeah but it, it sort of seems mm -hmm. like by the end of the movie that that it almost needed like a, a saw like like recap like black and white recap of all the moments where he's going back and like editing the like making sure right. that he gets away if, if with they, it and if they would have done that this movie goes up probably a star in my yeah. opinion but it, yeah. it doesn't do so that and they don't is the meeting we're talking about when they're on the beach no that's no, so they're that's in the okay. they're in Gattaca and yeah. th this is they where this sort of just flex this is like, where the movie goes I wrote get all in my opinion it goes all for my note for this is this is pretty dumb just be, yeah. that's all I have written down because it goes from he's confronting a guy who he is convinced is a murderer and is even more convinced is, uh, well, like is actually convinced is a, is faking his identity because yeah. he knows it. Because he knows it. And finally, they, this conversation goes from you need to go to jail, you've made it as far as you can make it to let's dick measuring contest. Yes. Yes. That's, it's just a dick measuring contest I and it's the wrote, dumbest shit. It brothers, is so annoying. Ugh, effing grow up. It's so yeah, fucking stupid. This guy is supposed to be they a genetically... They again, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Immediately initiated, and then it's they are on so, their way to the beach. Uh, it's so stupid. Like, I can't stand the fact that they went fucking swimming here. It's so it's, annoying. Like, He's supposed to be a, a genetically modified uh, detective who is... As we've shown, as we've been shown, gives very little shits about his little brother. 
And mm-hmm. they've been competitive. Yes, they've been competitive this whole time. But, like, the dude has been a cop for the last, I don't know, 10 years or something. Yeah. He's an actual detective. He's leading this investigation. Mm-hmm. He's found a guy who he, in the past, has been antagonistic to, mm-hmm. even if he is his own brother. And is now, like, so in in less than the span of a paragraph, is convinced that he should now measure his dick against him in a swimming Again. contest. Again. Instead of going to jail, mm-hmm. he's like, oh, no, 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 we should swim and see who's the better swimmer right now, right now, in the middle of this giant situation right. where I'm supposed to be going to fucking Titan. Yeah, he's supposed to be going to Titan. The other one's supposed to be wrapping up a murder investigation, and they both decide, let's go for a midnight swim. Yeah. Which... Kill me. Is, Honestly, kill me. Like, yeah. seriously, this, this yeah, scene, like, kills this movie. Like, this movie separate. just yeah. drops off this the moment cliff. On, it's just bad. Like, it just drops off the cliff. And then they go swimming, and the character we've seen having heart conditions the entire movie, who can barely run on a treadmill for more than five minutes, wins. wins and carries his fucking giant brother back again again and, and an even harder situation because now it's a full-grown man and, and this is further out and this is the yeah, reveal where the hard current waves yeah like, anton's like we got to go back we can't see the shore and he's like are you chicken he's like no this is stupid and they keep going further and then he goes under the water and that's and that's when ethan is like that's the secret i just never planned like that's how i was able to do it i just didn't think about it there's also some implications about we're closer to the other side yeah, and he's yeah. like, "What are you gonna kill us? What other side? Like, what other I side?" Don't ever seen right. another also, right. they're in Detroit, right? Like, that's where they're supposed. This movie's supposed <laughs> to take place like in Michigan. Swim across so, the lake, I guess. I guess. How big are those? Like, uh, like, I don't know the mile distance, but there's no way you're swimming that thing. Yeah. Not like, with a heart condition. People like the, they swim across the English Channel, and it's like what two miles, and I that's and like what five people have done that in the history yeah. of the world. So uh, I I imagine there's nobody who swam across Lake Michigan. I guess I, I'm like I don't I don't know I'm not a lake expert, but I've heard stories that if you're like standing on the edge of Lake Michigan and you look out, it's so big that it's like you're looking at the ocean. You don't see I, nothing. I, even Lake Erie's like that, and it's smaller. Lake. I've been to Lake yeah. Erie, and you can't see the other side of Lake Erie. Yeah, and we're not clear on where they're actually swimming at because it could yeah. be it could just be any smaller body of water, I guess. But like, oh, or, yeah, or, or they could be in like a bay where yeah. like they're. I mean, it's exceptionally stupid, no matter what. I don't know. Yeah, I guess. but yeah. but yeah. but the implication that the other side is closer, and then they still swam back. I was like, so then is it closer? Right. Is it closer? Why would you yeah. swim back if the other side's closer at that point? I don't know. Uh, yeah. I never it, save it, any energy for the. For and the then he just nothing. Ha- what happens with Anton? Him. Why does he just give up? Like he swims him back, and then we're right. We're you, back to Ethan. He, <laughs> Anton's still a cop. He still knows that this guy's committing fraud, and he's just. We actually never see him again. So right. I just assume he died. Yeah, it just doesn't come. Like he's just like okay, <laughs> investigation <laughs> yeah. over. Honestly, like, he's just dead. He's right. just the, dead. The movie yeah. just yeah. came. I just think it's like you know we yeah. got the murderer. I mean, I'm for the purposes of where this movie goes. Sorry, for the purposes of where the movie goes, he might as well be dead. Right. Uma Thurman also might as well be dead. Right. Like. If the whole Gattaca might as well have imploded. Well, no, you? because they're still going on there. I, I guess. But basically, any of the yeah. other main characters in this movie, at this point in my mind, are just basically dead, except for the guy who takes his urine and him. Everyone else doesn't matter. They, their point in the story didn't didn't do anything for the end of this movie. Yeah, and we Which get to abruptly th- this scene where he has to do pee for real as himself finally in this movie. And I have a, a major issue with this scene, how the doctor knows that he's yeah. been this guy the whole time. He says, like, oh, well, for, for the record, uh, right-handed people hold it with their right hand. 
Yeah. Not true. Just not true. <laughs> it's just not true. Like, it's just not true. It's also, it's how not has his truth. left-handedness versus right-handedness never come up with anything else? Well, actually, well, you see him like the movie, they, they do how to the write. They do. He does relearn. Re- re- I get that, but if he's subconsciously holding his junk wrong, you tell me there's no other subconscious yeah. little ticks that no one picks I up. I don't on, know, especially these two detectives. Yeah. Well, I mean, I bet you, and this is again speculation here, but you would think during the training of being this guy. He's with him all the time. Use your right hand. Use your right hand. But does he follow him into the bathroom to pee? I mean, someone's got to help uh, Jude Law's character pee. Well, yeah, but nobody's got to help Ethan Hawke's character pee. <laughs> right, I get that. I but just... more to that point, so though. that would just be an area where he's not under that scrutiny of using For the record, hand. though, like, what does it matter? If right, you hold true. him to the left or right hand, like, true. But, I mean, this kind of brings us back to where like, I... Where I, no, I don't... I don't know, sorry. No, it's okay. This is just brings us back to the conversation we had earlier, which is if he's paying so much attention to this dude's junk and how he's holding it, how is he how is he faking the urine? Right. Like, what is the, the situation? How does he get away with the urine? What is happening? Really think about they the don't address it because it's not possible, but it's like yeah, what the what the hell? Yeah. I think the well, whole thing is that they're like, possible. Well the yeah, doctor knew he was the thing the whole time. That's my that's the thing I hate <laughs> most about science fiction or science fiction based uh or adjacent movies is the the a lot they take a lot of the times they take this idea that we're going to suggest something that is gently fantastical and you're supposed to just believe it because it's because it's super science but like yeah the the more simple stuff like how do you fake a drug test uh that that's not like that's hard that's beyond the point of just like it's just some science mag- magic He's, it's just not a thing he's doing because like we're being told a man is looking directly at his junk yeah and they just don't get into it they're yeah. like there's somehow this is working out yeah. don't worry about it it's working out and that's Which, you know how do we know did the doctor come out as a borrowed ladder I, he, I don't know. Everyone he, talks about, he, he talks about he talks about his son, son who's going to who his, is basically his son is yeah. like was meant to be perfect but is not quite perfect so he's like he he. They He's build okay with a borrowed ladder going to space. Apparently, at the very end, they build some sympathy between this doctor. Like they try to mm-hmm. build a narrative where this doctor is sympathetic towards invalids, and it doesn't make a lot. Like compared to everything else, and that we're supposed to believe about the universe and the society, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. Feels to me like there's a lot more invalids mixed in society than what they would talk about, and I feel like they could have used that as a subplot but if they, they just said it. Yeah, and it would be better. Like, there's so yeah. much they could have done with this movie to make it better, and they just don't. There's so many things yeah. about, like, they, 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 like, give you a glimpse of, like, greatness. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, look at all this stuff that we thought out, and then they just drop you back into the storyline where they just didn't think Well, about. I think a lot of that is because they, they had these cool ideas, but then when they try to rationalize them or they, they try to put them into reality, they're like, oh, this actually doesn't work. Yeah. And, and the, they just went with it. The solution is just yeah. get into it, but don't don't address it. Yeah. Uh, like, some, just like I, some trickery to make you not think about it too much. Yeah. And I also wrote down about this scene, uh, Not again, not that super important, but it's just the way that it's framed. Uh, the the doc in the end was cool, but was framed somewhat homoerotic, and I don't oh, know yeah. if that was intentional. He's definitely not because, not because he talks about looking at the dude's penis, because that is his job, and he is a doctor. So I was like, okay, that's fine. You're going to, like, if you're doing this all day, every day, at some point you're going to become obsessed with the penises. That's whatever. But <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it is, like, he literally just stands there and watches people pee every morning. It was day. specifically like, when Ethan Hawke was walking away, there's a camera cut back to the doctor, and his face is just... 
Like he just has this like weird smile, this is a like audio where he's like, podcast. yeah. Well, it is an audio podcast, but just imagine <laughs> I'm gonna do the fa- I'm gonna do the face again, and you just. Im- <laughs> I feel where, sensual already. <laughs> where he's just, it's just a weird. I'll, if I had the timestamp, I would just say go to this. Go to this point. Yes, yeah. there's like a mutual understanding, but also like an admiration yeah. in his face. It's just a little weird. Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like that admiration may have been misacted, but it was like probably they, like I, I wrote that it probably wasn't intentional, but it was like it just came off. That it way. might be the idea that his wrong, son can sure. accomplish. I guess yes. Maybe I don't. Yeah. know. But yes, it does come across a little. And, so yeah. then he flies up into space. Well, um, <laughs> they all wear suits in the spaceship. One, yeah, they just wear like tuxedo, you know, suits, like button down, like regular, like no spacesuits, space no helmets, nothing. They're just mm-hmm. they're just sitting in a chair. But we yep. can't heal a man in a wheelchair. <laughs> and um, he goes up to go to Titan. We never get any conclusion on what happens with that. And Jerome slash Eugene crawls into the shower. And maybe hits the wrong button. No, he it <laughs> I think definitely he hits, he hits the right button. How how can there be a system like that and not a safety to make sure that doesn't happen? Probably because it is a unique. Joke. He no, goes I into the yeah. shower. I'm just and saying, like himself, yeah. as he always. I don't think that's a thing you just buy at Walmart. I right, think it's. I, I think, think they had this special build for yeah, the. Yeah, I think they made it. Mm-hmm. Like that's. I that's just don't know. So why would you make a thing that has a button on the inside to incinerate somebody? Because they don't like. Why they weren't going to use it to incinerate? We need to talk to the police about this. Yeah. I don't know. But he actually leaves a bunch of uh, blood vials and urine samples, and then he yeah, kills he, he does two years worth, right? Yeah, yeah, he leaves multiple years worth of like genetic Although identity. No ship has ever come back or, from Titan, so I don't know what he expects. Does he say here. two years, or does he say two lifetimes? I think he says a lifetime. I, I'm not well, sh- I think it's two of something. Maybe I think he says two lifetimes. I don't remember. But that seems like two It was a whole months. freezer stocked yeah. with piss and blood. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a whole... <laughs> but I don't think so. For the record, it, blood doesn't last that long in a, no. in a refrigerator. I don't. So the another thing that I kept like thinking about months. during yeah. the movie—that's why there's blood drives all the time because you, you oh, yeah. have to get fresh blood. It has to be relatively fresh. Another thing I kept thinking about during the movie was in in today times you can't fake you can't fake a urine test with fake piss because they they will know that it is not the right temperature. Like it is measured for heat as well as well. It's, that's yeah, why he's wearing yeah, it on yeah. the thigh. Well. That doesn't. You yeah, still yeah, yeah, it, right. yeah, it's, I know. It's so it, but like they're keeping it. He does nothing to heat it, and, and it, like he's pulling it out of a freezer, basically, right. yeah. strapping it to his thigh, and he's like, "I'm gonna go take a dead cold piss. Everything's <laughs> <laughs> gonna be fine. <laughs> no one's gonna be suspicious." I just mean in a society that's so overly cautious about, or like so focused on, on genetics. genetics and identity, you would think that like they would want to catch somebody who's trying to fake it. Otherwise, everyone would just be trading piss. Yeah, right. Why wouldn't there be fail safes in place for this kind? thing yeah. but they're just on and we actually get resolution on basically nothing well, like that's we, pretty much the end of the movie nothing right? about titan nothing about anton right, nothing about the director lands, does he end up in jail like because anton knows he's a criminal well uh, as we've been told ships have gone towards titan but like nobody's done that so do we even know if he's coming back? well he seems to think it's going to be a year trip like, that he'll be back in a couple of years. Well, their plan is they're going to go to Titan, he's going to land there, they're going to spend a year on the on Titan, and then they're going to come back. Because they've got the uh, infrastructure but, to relaunch a Well, like, Uma Thurman says, right, like, Uma Thurman's like, oh, it's not that long, it's only a couple of years. But, like, 
what is the travel time to Titan in this reality? It's got to be a long time. I don't understand. Like, she's under the impression it's only going to be a couple of years. It, and th wouldn't it take us years to get to Mars at this point? Yeah, like, it, they, yes. They've, that's, like, done the... They've done the math. Then it take years for the landers I don't on Mars remember. I'm How sure somebody... Did we did the math on that. I think it's... A couple months. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Okay. I think it was a couple months. But yeah. Jupiter's exponentially farther than Mars. Yes. Good thing we didn't watch a movie that they did this in. <laughs> information, right? Well, we wouldn't have I known. Mean, we would have forgotten because it would have been lost in an hour-long monologue about some <laughs> other garbage. Yeah. Yeah, at least this movie saves us from are we, monologues. Are we yeah, about we the point are, where we yeah, want to talk we about? Gotta do a, yeah, some, we got to rate it. Right? I, I, I mean, I just have like... Uh, it says between 150 to 300 days to get to Mars. Okay. Okay, and that's, so that's roughly that's almost, roughly a year a, to get yeah, half almost, a year to a year, right? Well, three sixty-five is your year. Right, so so half a year. We're, we're all no. He said uh, three hundred days, didn't he? One hundred fifty to three hundred fifty. Oh, that's yeah. a yeah, huge margin. A short one, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because sometimes we are. We're closer. in the future, right? Well, yes. sometimes sure, we're yeah, closer yeah, to Mars. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So. Roughly between half a year to a year. To Mars, but not to Mars, right? Yeah. So, which is not even close to Jupiter. So, anyway. Uh, anyway. Does anyone remember the exact scene the movie opens on? He's in the shower. No, no. Like, even before that. like The quotes? No, just after the quotes. Okay, so I'll just say it. Uh, there's a really close-up on fingernails falling and hitting oh, yes. the surface. Mm, I do okay. remember that. I, when I first saw the movie, I had no idea what it was about, so I was like, I don't know what these are. They're just like these weird giant, like... I Half thought they like fingernails, but I was like, how can someone cut their fingernail that perfectly? Right, right. Okay, so I don't know if it meant anything, but I waited till the very end, and they re-show those fingernail falling scenes at the like after the credits. And I was like, that's a weird scene to yeah, reuse. Yeah, why would they do that? What, do you have any reason? I, I oh. just, I just, uh. I, it was a thing I noticed. It wasn't like oh. a trivia or anything. It was just that's something very I noticed. That's very weird. There are people who collect their fingernails, so... That's, yeah, Maybe the director's a weirdo. <laughs> so, ratings. Where do you want to start? You want to start with me? I'll go first. Whoever wants to go. go yeah, alright, I'll go first. Um, I enjoyed the movie. I enjoyed watching it. Uh, I thought the story was pretty good. There was a lot of plot holes, a lot of things that um, I couldn't get past. But the biggest thing for me was that I, I just think Uma Thurman's character was super underused uh, and like just didn't need to be in the movie for a lot of it. And... Uh, in general, I, I wanted to make it three and a half stars. That's where I'm going to land. Really? Three and a half stars. I'm, I can go next. If yeah, go for it. Uh, I, I'm surprised you landed that high on it, honestly. I did not enjoy yeah. the movie. I was bored most of the time. Uh, I didn't really know. I did not know what Gattaca was going to be because I've never seen it before. And I didn't really have, I have heard very little about it other than it was a sci-fi movie. Uh and I think I had heard prior that it was not going to take place in space, that there was going to be very little space actually involved. And even knowing all of that, and it was only an hour and 40 minutes, I was very bored. Like, I just felt like a large part of the movie, a large portion of the movie, I didn't feel like much was happening. I didn't feel like a lot, a lot of the story beats were that important. Couldn't care less about the romance stuff, and that actively annoyed me. Mm -hmm. And the stuff that they, they didn't address, like a lot of the plot holes or a lot of the things that you're just supposed to believe... I just couldn't get past. And the character decision-making, especially near the end, is so insanely stupid and annoying that it kind of ruins any other good aspect of the film to me. Because there's a lot of stuff where it's like, here's some potential that we are going to squander. And that's all it is to me, is a lot of wasted potential with some, some cool ideas that are just largely not uh, 
not followed through on in any satisfying way. So it's a two. It's a two for me. I kind of think I'm being generous, honestly. Yeah, I'd say the difference between you and my review is like I wasn't bored. Like I, I enjoyed the movie. I, I like this. I, I this is the first time in a couple of weeks where I've had to actively stop myself from picking up my phone. Like I've picked up <laughs> my phone and been like, "You can't do this. Yeah. Stop it. Pay attention to the movie." And it was just hard because I just didn't. I found myself not invested in a lot of it. Right. Um, yeah. So I think this movie is. Um, I'm going to give it one and a half stars. And here's my point. This movie is, it's a three-star movie to me up until, like, yeah, the last half hour. And then it just continually kills everything that I liked about the movie over and over again. And then it just devolves into this, like, chaotic ending where he's, like, swimming with his brother. And then cut to a scene, he's, like, back in a suit at the thing like no time has taken place like everything just like they just jumbled the end of this movie so bad in my opinion that i that it's just like like i could literally just turn the movie off at like an hour and 15 minutes and just stop watching like that's (laughs) that's how bad the ending is in my opinion like it's three stars for me up until that point like i enjoy a lot of this movie but the ending is just kills it for me so i give it one and a half stars um i think i'm gonna go with two and a half stars uh, it is not a great movie, but I did find myself enjoying it for large bits of it. And when I didn't think about it, I I enjoyed it. The moment I started thinking about the realisticness of this or the reality of any of these things they're trying to get me to believe, I'm out. But, you know, fresh bucket of popcorn and disbelief aside, I was like, yeah, it's cool. It's kind of cool. Um, but it does not deserve better than a 2.5. It was, it's below middle of the pack. I wish I could remember what I gave Ad Astra because <laughs> I, while I think Ad Astra had more like set piece moments, uh, like your, your, your space wars and your monkey fights and your like, just like weird stuff. Like even that stuff wasn't good, but uh, it still had like these, these action. weird, these spikes of action. Yes. Of There's action. No action in this movie. The thing about it though is. Gattaca also doesn't ask two and a half hours of your time. It asks an hour and 40 minutes, which it does kind of drag, but it also isn't like hugely draining, I feel like. And that's maybe I'm not giving it enough credit for the fact that it is just edited down to be less uh, uh, obtrusive than something like Ad Astra was. And I don't remember what I gave Ad Astra. But imagine if this, this movie... Is than Ad Astra. If, I think it is if, less annoying than Ad Like it But imagine hurts less like, to watch. if you had to watch two and a half hours of this movie. Would it be just as bad as that Astra in your opinion? I don't think so, but... They could have fleshed some of the I think the acting... I think Ethan Hawke's character and some of the other actors around him are better than pretty much anything in Astra. Jude Law alone. I think Jude Law's whole character was great. Kind of is the only good... Like, in my opinion, is one of the best parts of this movie. It's very strong. His character is really good. Jude Law, in most movies pre-2000... Or, or even early 2000s. I think Jude Law is a, a great actor. It's kind of a right. shame. Like, like I said, this movie that. is, like, to me, it's a three-star movie up until the, the end. Like, the end yeah. kills this movie for me, yeah. in my opinion. But, but I think this is the same for me. A few decisions met, done differently, and yeah, this would be an incredible movie. I'm probably on the same wavelength. Like, I think this is a three-star movie up until it just suddenly devolves into nonsense yeah. so quickly. Yeah, it yeah. just, like, drops off of the cliff at one point, and you're just like... Oh, wow. Maybe that's why Ad Astra came off less a break was because it's dumb the whole way through. <laughs> you, you get hit right in the face with dumb in that ad. <laughs> uh, speaking of, Anton 
his brother, uh, is in Ad Astra. He's the guy that gets shot that you got annoyed by. He's the guy that takes him across the moon by the pirates. The guy that gets shot that. that, that yeah. That's what he went on to do. Yeah, that's what he went on to do. He gets shot. He on loves the moon. him some space movies. Well, we didn't go to space again. Um, <laughs> we almost. Uh, he's much better as Anton. Anton <laughs> was a fine character. The guy that was driving that thing that got shot was an idiot. Yeah. So. Yeah. And that concludes our review, unless anyone has anything else. That concludes our review of Gattaca. We are now going to discuss and plot next week's episode. Next week we will be doing a movie that begins with the letter H. Are we all prepared with our letter H movies? Yes. All right. Um, anybody? I'll, oh, I'll start. Um, my movie is High Anxiety. Uh, it's a Mel Brooks film Ooh. about a he's a psychiatrist afraid of heights, I think, and he's in a psych ward with a bunch of crazy people. Oh, God. This sounds like interesting. I hope this isn't a lot of heights because I'm. I'm worried because that premise is really interesting, and I've never heard of it, which is not. <laughs> it's a Mel Brooks film. That's so. why I'm concerned because I feel like I would have heard if it was yeah. good. I would have heard about it. But maybe that could well, not yeah, be. We'll see. I don't know. I've I've, I've uh, never seen it. I did not know it was a Mel Brooks movie. Okay, that's interesting. Sorry. I have mine pulled up. Uh, Ryan Ryder. Oh, okay. Uh, I picked House of Flying Daggers. Mm, nice. Which uh, I mean, it's more of a romance, but is it? I don't know anything about it. So yeah. I thought. So my understand. I only know that it's somewhat. It's very similar to Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, mm-hmm. and I haven't. I'm pretty sure I haven't seen it. Cinematics. And stuff yeah, like and cinematically, I know it's similar. Um, I really don't know a lot about it other than I'm hoping for some cool kung fu. <laughs> I didn't know it was a romance. There, well, there will be a kung fu aspect in there also. Yeah. Okay. Still, don't it, it be blindsided still... by the romance. Oh, I would have been yeah. if we didn't. If you hadn't just said that and we watched it, I would have been 100% blindsided. Right. It, is, it is not quite the, the Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Damn. <clears throat> uh, mine is 1995's Heat. It has Al Pacino, Robert De Niro. Didn't see that coming. <laughs> I've actually seen that movie. It's really highly touted. Um, I can't wait to see what you guys think. Yeah, I don't know. I have also I, seen it. I watched it because it is largely considered the inspiration for the video game Payday. Hmm. Uh, I know that. Yeah. Which, what about Payday 2? Uh, also inspired the video game Payday 2. Oh, okay. Uh, Payday 1 actually inspired Payday 2. <laughs> yes, you That's what I was expecting, yeah. Yeah. A Payday definitely inspired it all, though. <laughs> Uh, my choice for this week is 1992's Hard Boiled. It is also it's a kung fu slash cop drama. It's a John Woo film. Oh, it's actually believed to be um, one of those films that I don't want to say put him on the map, but made him more of like a household name. Where it'd be like it's a John Woo film, and everybody's like, "Ooh, we gotta go check that out." That I'm excited. I'm actually they excited. They actually for that. made a video game also based off of this movie. Is it? Uh... Starring uh, Chow Yun Fat, I can't remember the name. Of yeah, it, but it it's the Max Payne. Uh, yeah, bullet time. Slot. I know the oh, I know it? the game you're talking about. Stranglehold. Tra- Stranglehold. Yes, yes. 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 I remember Based that. off of this movie, it's got doves on the cover. Yes. It's John Woo <laughs> shit. Yeah, it's yeah. like <laughs> so. Yeah, and I've never seen it, and I'm excited. Yeah. Stranglehold is a legitimately fun game. So uh, now I hope I wish I had picked that instead of my movie. Yeah, that <laughs> sounds like the thing I wanted. That does sound good. That does sound. Good. Alphabet Gaming Podcast coming soon. Uh, also. Oh, our we would be remiss if we forgot our uh, bargain, bargain bin movie this week. Happily never after. As always, comes from us comes to us from Rotten Tomatoes' top 100 worst movies of all time. And as Billy Best Boy 
was informed us it's happily never after uh, it's an animated film it's an animated film what year did it come out uh, i want to say it was 2003 or 2004 i'll pull that up now but it the starred sarah michelle geller uh, Freddie Prince Jr. and Andy Dick, 2006's <laughs> Happily Never After. It's like Scooby-Doo 3 cast just came over and did this one. That's Happily and <laughs> Apostrophe Ever After. So there you go. So anyway, we will now spin the wheel to see what our next movie will be. And um, here we go. See you next week.